statement of Jesus. You, you mean Jesus quoted Scripture? He didn't have the New Testament. What did he quote? Old Testament. You mean you can find Jesus in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. From Genesis through Malachi, you find him all over the place. Well, it doesn't say Jesus. Okay. What have I told you about the word Lord in the Old Testament? All caps, L-O-R-D means the Father. Capital L, small case, O-R-D means Adonai, who she sang about. Okay? Just a little tidbit of information for you to follow away, and it's probably useless at any other time. Except when you get to heaven and Peter's going to ask you at the pearly gates, well, tell me the difference between Lord all caps and Lords with lowercase. Man, you'll be able just to whip it right out and he'll say, enter into your, into peace. If you can't say it, he'll say, outer darkness. No, I'm teasing. Spoken by the prophet saying to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt. The foul, the fo- is it foul or foal? Thank you. Foal of a donkey. I didn't think it was foul. It didn't look right. But I'm from Texas, so bear with me. You can always tell a guy's from Texas, you just can't tell him much, right? Amen. Easy, easy. Chris is getting up in arms over there. Put your gun away, sir. All right. Verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! I mean, they they were shouting it, so we need to shout. See, if you read the Bible and just read it, it's not much fun. If it says they shouted, shout it! Now your neighbors will think you're nuts. It's okay. Your kids will go hide. That's all right. But this Bible will come alive for you if you'll start to do that. It's called the Amplified Version. No, I'm teasing. Verse 10. I don't know where my mind's going today. When Jesus entered must have had too much cake yesterday. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city, what does your Bible say? Stirred and asked, Who is this? Well, he had stirred up the crowd. (coughs) I don't think he's nicknamed Donald Trump. Donald Trump is stirring up a crowd, isn't he? I mean, of all things for people to do is to block traffic in Arizona. I'm surprised they weren't run over. And did you see the face of the young man who the sheriffs cut loose from the car he had attached himself to and I loved the way they had him in handcuffs he didn't want to go so the other one picked him up by the legs and they just carried him off (laughs) threw him in the ditch no I don't think they threw him in the ditch but Jesus stirred the crowd who is this well he goes on in the next few chapters to tell them who he is He starts, still in 21, he starts by gathering the crowd together and doing something very fun 
and exciting as a group. <coughs> he went into the temple. And what's your Bible say he did? <coughs> he cleansed the temple. Hmm. Well, that kind of got him excited. Then he made a fig tree with her. Hmm. Then his authority is under question. And then he begins to tell parables. The two sons. Parable of the tenants. <coughs> and we get to chapter 22. He continues with the wedding banquet, the wedding feast. Oh, then he gets to paying taxes. It's that time of year, isn't it? See, I think they should hold elections on April the 16th. See, by November you've forgotten about the damage that they did to you. But he talks about paying taxes. To render unto Caesar what is Caesar's unto the Lord... What is the Lord's? So see, the mark on the money was for Caesar, but the mark on us is the Lord's. <coughs> and what mark is upon us? The blood of Jesus Christ is upon every believer. Then he talks about marriage at the resurrection. Talks about the greatest commandments. Then he answers the question, Whose son is the Christ? And now we're into chapter 23, and the seven woes are given. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not W-H-O-A, W-O-E. Then we're into chapter 24, and he talks about the signs of the end of the age. Why is it that everyone wants a sign of the end of the age? So they can stop doing the sin... So they can get in line and go to heaven. So if you can just give me that sign, preacher, then I'll know what I can and can't do. And then I'm ready to jump in line. As soon as I see that sign, whoo, I'm in line. Amen? See, that's what happens on spring break. Parents will ask kids on spring break, well, what did you do? We had Bible study, Mom, every day on the beach. Really? Yeah. We did. I thought about the Bible because of the great sin in my life. No. Signs of the age. They want to know. What's the sign? What's the sign? And then he goes on in verse 20, 36 and he talks about the day and the hour. Nobody knows. So if you have a Bible teacher, preacher, telling you that they know when Jesus is coming back, run from that teaching. Because what they're telling you is, they know more than Jesus. Because He says, I don't know. Because they ask Him, when are you coming? I don't know. Only the Father knows. So if somebody tells you they've got it figured out, Run. The Jehovah's Witnesses have had it figured out at least four times since 1948. And they've missed it every time. See, I think God waits for us to tell the time. and then he messed up. 1988, remember the guy said 88 ways that Jesus is coming back in 1988? <coughs> and on, on 12.01 a.m. of 89, 
he was in trouble. Then he came out and says, oh, I've miscalculated. So in other words, he disappeared because he's a fraud. So don't, don't try to do something that Jesus himself doesn't even know. Who are you? Well, I've studied all the numbers in the Bible. I guess you haven't. <laughs> don't trust them. Then he continues in 25 with parables, the ten virgins and the talents. You've heard all these preached about a lot. Sheep and the goats. And then chapter 26. Now this is all happening during the week, by the way. Guys having an eventful week, isn't he? I mean, they ask the question, who is this? So he's telling them. He's stirring them up. He stirred them up when he came into town. He's stirring them up some more. Asking questions, making statements. People didn't want to listen. Jesus is anointed at Bethany. And then Judas agrees to betray him. And then they have the Lord's Supper. First time. First time. Jesus even predicts Peter's denial. For March Madness, I saw a great cartoon. It showed Peter goes up and he denied Jesus three times in the shot. It's a block shot. Three times. Come on. Smile. Roll, roll with me here. Yeah, I'm going to roll you all right. Okay, I got it. All right. Then we have the story of Gethsemane. You, you remember Gethsemane? He said, would you just pray with me? And what did they say? Absolutely, Lord, we're going to pray. By the way, our prayer vigil sheet is on the back. A lot of open spots. And if you want to pray at home, that's fine. But just tell us that. Put your name on there and say, I'll pray at home. You don't want to come up here. I understand. No problem. But there's a lot of open slots. We need some people to fill those slots. Okay? We've had to stop going around the clock because from midnight till 6 a.m., it was hard to get anybody to come and pray. But if we want you to fill out, they're, they're back there by my door on the table. If you'll take a 30 minute slot or an hour or four, four hours would be great. You might think, I'm not sure I could pray 30 minutes. Most of the time, when you get into the prayer room and you begin to pray, you run out of time. Your 30 minutes comes so quickly, you're going, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. But somebody's standing out in the hall waiting on you. That'd be nice if we had that kind of a crowd, would it? Hurry up and get out of there. It's my turn. <laughs> I mean, it'd get violent back there. Drag you out by your hair. Get out. But Gethsemane happens. Then Jesus is arrested. Goes before the Sanhedrin. Doesn't that sound official? The Sanhedrin. <laughs> he goes to Washington to testify before Congress. Boy, those stodgy looking people, aren't they? They can't be bothered. And then Peter denies Jesus. And now we're at chapter 27. Judas hangs himself when he realizes what he's actually done. Took God's opportunity to forgive him away. Took matters into his own hands. 
What does that story, just that snippet of the story tell us? Don't take things into your own hands. Don't make permanent a temporary situation. Our God is greater. Our God is able. Our God can lift you from any position of sin in your life. Our God can overcome. Our God can forgive. Our God can raise up. Our God has living again. Our God has resurrected. Our God is raising us. Every day. Amen. I learned sign language in Bible class. This is it. So all of you, say amen. Okay. If you won't say it out loud, at least do this, okay? Now don't, do, don't hit your neighbor upside the head. Just, just to your hand. Amen. And Jesus goes before Pilate. Boy, he had a backbone, didn't he? Of course, if your name was Pontius, Pontius Pilate. Soldiers mock him. Soldiers mock him. And then I come to where I want to be in verse 32. Follow along with me. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene. He was a black man, by the way. What? He was. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Standing on the wrong corner. Because see, in Jerusalem, you go up steps and they would bend, they'd go up some more steps, and they'd bend, they'd go up some more steps. If you ever go to Jerusalem and you walk through, they'll take you on the Via Dolorosa. The way of the cross. They'll take you. I'm telling you, it's an amazing walk. But by this time, Jesus had been beaten. He was carrying the cross timbers of the cross on His shoulders that were bleeding and had bled. And He had a thorn on His head, the the crown of thorns on His head. He was a mess. And when He got to this corner, He stumbled and fell. But he's the Son of God. He should have all kinds of strength. Yeah, but he was human also, wasn't he? And so they compelled Simon, the Cyrene, compelled, I mean they forced him, (laughs) to carry the cross the rest of the way. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And you can see the skull in the side of the mountain even to this day. You can still see it. It's amazing. If you ever get a chance to go to Israel, go. I wouldn't go outside of Israel, but go to Israel. They'll protect you in Israel. Trust me, they'll protect you. And by the way, does it matter where you die? Ultimately, we're all going to D-I-E. Now, Chris and I, being from Texas, we'd prefer to be in our own slice of heaven. Whenever I cross the Red River, clouds part. <laughs> hey, we went down to Dallas till we crossed the Red River. Got into Texas, that van never ran better. Till we got back to Oklahoma and started falling apart again. Amazing. I rest my case. Maybe I've redeemed myself with my brother. <laughs> Thirty-four. So they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, 
But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided up the clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on the left. That reminds me so much of the preacher that was dying. And one of his last wishes was that his two friends, his closest friends, a lawyer and a doctor, would come see him before he passed. So he sent word for them to come. And they came. And they said, Preacher, we're so honored that you'd want us to come during this, your final hours. He said, Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't go before I had you both here. He said, Could I get one of you on this side and one on the other side? So they got themselves placed and they knelt down. And he said, Oh, this is so refreshing because now I know how Jesus felt dying between two thieves. We're at verse 38, by the way. Two robbers, two robbers crucified with him, one on the right, one on the left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. Elders? You're not supposed to mock Jesus. The elders mocked him. He saved others, they said. But he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him. Now if he wants him for what he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Verse 45, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness. Darkness, Corey, if you'd put that slide up for me. Darkness came over all the land. Not that, not that, not that. Hang on, hang on. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I want to do that, that video at the end. So from the 6th hour to the ninth hour, according to the Jewish calendar, day started at 6, ended at 6 p.m., 6 a.m., 6 p.m., so the, so the ninth hour would have been, or the sixth hour, I should say, to the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now I was going to say the Greek words, but we all mess them up. Translated means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Boy, the humanness of the Savior shows up here, doesn't he? On the cross. 47, when some of those standing there heard this, they said he's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. And the rest said, (coughs) now leave him alone. And let's see. If Elijah comes to save him. Verse 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. What loud voice? I don't know. I've been at the bedside when someone passes away. I've never heard them give a loud loud voice. I've seen them smile 
and say, there you are. There you are. Who are they talking about? You know who they're talking about. It's like I do. Just like I do. You see, darkness, darkness was for six hours. Darkness. In the middle of the day. And then when he said this in verse 50, whatever it was that he said, with a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. I've heard people say, well, our spirit doesn't leave us. We just hang in limbo until the day. Well, then where did his go? If Jesus gave up his spirit, it went somewhere. That's a sermon for another day. Because, folks, what I want you to remember is that it's Friday. Jesus had been nailed to the cross. He's dead. He's gone. Life is no more. But that's Friday. It's Friday. Mary's crying her eyes out. The disciples have lost hope. Their leader has been taken away and put to death. They're running in every direction like sheep without a shepherd. There's no hope. That's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate, warned by his wife to have nothing to do with Jesus, washes his hands to be free of guilt. The Pharisees have destroyed the one who exposed their hypocrisy. The Roman soldiers are strutting around with their spears because Jesus is now dead. But that's Friday, and Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Satan is celebrating, and the forces of darkness are rejoicing. They increase their efforts of making people suffer, leaving them hopeless in despair. They're in control. That's because it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Satan's dancing his little jig, and he thinks he rules the world. All power is at his command. The governments and businesses now do His work. That's because it's Friday. And He doesn't know what's going to happen at the dawn of Sunday. There are three kinds of people in this world. There's Friday people, Saturday people, and Sunday people. The Friday people stand at the foot of the cross and they jeer, if you are the Son of God, come down and save yourself. Friday people are power doubters. They have no hope and they live in darkness because they do not believe Jesus is the Son of God. Friday people reject Jesus as their Savior. Saturday people, they hear about the events on Friday, but they've gone back home, back to their old lifestyle. They want a reigning Messiah, not a dying Messiah. Saturday people hear the news of what Jesus did for us at the cross, but they disbelieve. Saturday people sleep in late because the sun, S-O-N, has not risen in their hearts. 
And then there's Sunday people. People, the Gospel didn't end on Friday or Saturday. The Gospel is the good news of what happened on Sunday. Sunday people are those who are awakened at dawn. They too were shaken by the mighty hand of God that rolled away the stone as the risen Savior walked into their heart. Sunday people radiate because their sins have been forgiven. Sunday people are happy because their Savior has given them a victorious life. Sunday people are the people of God. Beloved, we are called to invade our society with a transforming, victorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Sunday people know God has the power to put Satan on his knees. God has the power to change wrecked lives into something beautiful. People, this is the ultimate message of our faith. We are those with good news. And the good news is this. Friday has passed and Sunday is coming. And we're going to talk about that next week. But we need to see this video and let God speak to your heart through this video. us to see your story, which ultimately is our story. Father, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. I want to be a Sunday person. I don't want to be Friday. I don't want to be Saturday, full of doubt. I want to be a Sunday person living in the victory. I want to live in the power and bask in the sunshine of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I don't care what's going on around me. I need to call out to you. I may be struggling with my health. I may be struggling with my finances. I may be struggling with my family life. I may be having trouble with my spouse. I might be having trouble with my kids. My kids might be having trouble with other kids. God, it doesn't matter because you're greater and you can overcome. And Father, what I need to do is to trust in you. God, what I need to do is to have faith in you. God, what I need to do is to fall before You and raise my heart to You in repentance, seeking forgiveness, and in need of life, breathing power of Your Holy Spirit through the blood of Your Son, Jesus Christ. Would there be one today, Lord, one today in this room Oh, they might have been a Christian for a long, long time. But they've been living in Friday 
and Saturday. And they're letting the world's pressure mold them. Would they move back to being Sunday people? Maybe there's someone, is there one in this room, God, who's never, ever, ever surrendered their life to You, given their heart to You? Would they today, not even realizing that they're Friday and Saturday people, become a Sunday person today? Because see, it's only Friday. And hallelujah, Sunday's coming. If there's a decision that needs to be made today, God, would they make it? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing together our hymn of invitation. Great song.